Hi, I'm Sabrina Soto. I believe the best conversations are with friends who are really able to open themselves up and share their lives, both the good parts and the bad. You're going to be listening to some of those candid conversations and hopefully gaining some insight to help you redesign your life from the inside out. Hi, thank you for being on Redesigning Life. I have have all the questions and I'll try to keep it like short to put as short as I can when I have all these questions. We're good. Take your time. Tell me a little bit about your, or tell the listeners a little bit about your background and how this becoming a medium came to be. I have been hearing spirits since I was a little girl. I just didn't know what it was. So I spent a lot of years, younger years, kind of knowing what a psychic was, knowing that I saw people on the other side, dreaming of them, giving very strongly worded advice, knowing that I was right. (laughs) Wait a minute. I do that all the time too. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, I'm channeling it. When I got into my 30s, I wound up getting divorced. I was in full out grief of not only uh, my marriage at the time, but we had lost my father-in-law at the time. And I was managing all these feelings with two small children. And I wound up in the hands of a spiritual teacher. I thought she was a psychic. So I thought, oh, I'll go and I'll speak to this psychic and get some clarity. She said, I'm not a psychic. I am a spiritual healer. And I teach people how to do psychic work. And I quite automatically said to her, oh, I think I'm supposed to see you now. It just made sense. So I started taking her classes. And within just a couple of weeks, I understood what it was that I was experiencing all these years. I started delivering messages to people in classes. And then just through word of mouth, I wound up doing this for a living. For now, and for people like have watched Long Island Medium or, or any of these other medium shows, it doesn't happen to you like that, like where you could be in a car wash or getting your nails done and you see, or do you have to tap in? When I was younger, it was kind of in my face like that. Now that I have understood how to have boundaries about it, my uh, how much energy, my own energy that I want to use, no, I'm able to be off and on. Am I always connected and channeling? Yes. Mostly for myself or feelings about other people, little spurts here and there, but no, I, I, I have learned that my energy is important, that it is, it should be protected. And so, no, I don't randomly go reading people and say, Hey, (laughs) your your grandmother's there. She just wants to say, Hey, the car is looking good. Like, no. (laughs) So your basic, like your calling now is to help people sort of tap into their own intuition. Yes. How, what is the first step people can take in order to do that? The first step is believing that you can do it. That's the first step is leaning into a belief system that You have the ability, we all have the ability to make a connection to our higher power, your higher power, whatever that looks like for you. And that if we lean into that belief system, we can hear guidance from a higher source that is accessing our higher self in order to hear direction, information with clarity, uh, support from the other side. But what is the difference 
from hearing your intuition and understanding that that's your higher power and then fear. Because I feel like sometimes I get pings and I call them pings, but I don't know if that's just my fear of my old traumas coming to rear their ugly mm. head or if it's my real intuition talking. So that's how can you tell the difference? Great question. Great question. Intuition is going to feel like a flow. It's your voice within and your claircognizance, your knowing, your inner knowing is going to marry that. There should be a flow between thought and feeling, not any resistance. Fear is going to come in and it comes in for everybody and it will always come in stronger, louder, with anxiety attached to it with uh, maybe it will stop us from making a decision that we know is probably right for us, but or wrong for us, but we're, we're hesitating. We're, we're teetering back and forth constantly. It sort of freezes us. Intuition is going to allow you to lean into the flow. Even if it's a fearful thought, even it's a, even if we know, Hey, I don't know if this is, if this, this might be scary. This might be out of my comfort zone, but I really feel like this is the right thing to do anyway. Right. That's your intuitive self. If the trauma is showing up, let's use it. That can be very useful. So we want to understand it. Why is it showing up in this moment? These are things you can ask your spiritual team on the other side, your guides on the other side. Why is it showing up? Can you show me where this started? And how can I apply the lesson that I learned from this experience to this moment now? What is it that you're trying to show me? So even our fearful thoughts, doubts become useful in our lives. Right. Nothing's wasted. Right. Yes. Um, For everyone listening. So I had a reading with Marianne um, four days ago because I wanted to have a reading before we did the podcast together, um, even to see if we vibed and all that. We have mutual friends and it was super powerful. And you did say things that not many people knew, like actually some things that no, no one knew of. So you were also telling me that you feel like everyone is intuitive. Everyone has this ability. Are there tools that you like to use in your own practice or that you recommend to your, your students to tap into that, that like inner being within? Sure. There's many, there's meditation, there's breath work, there's journaling or automatic writing. Uh, there's learning to use tools of the trade like oracle decks and tarot cards and angel decks, uh, pendulums and crystals. You have to pick what's authentic for you. There's not one size fits all. No. And that's the beauty of it. That should be a relief. If everyone's listening, thinking, oh, I don't know, it's kind of wooey. The beautiful part about understanding this practice on the level that I have is that it's you. Your guides, your loved ones, higher source, they don't want you to be anything else but yourself. So choose things that help you feel good. Maybe it's prayer, deep prayer. You could start with that. Whatever feels cathartic, heartfelt, relaxes you, uh, elevates your vibration. Maybe you, you start just listening to music on a daily basis that feels really good. Whatever gets you to feel peaceful at your core is a great way to start making connection. Taking classes, reading books are another wonderful way. Allow yourself to be drawn to things. If you feel like you've had repetitive themes around you, like a yoga class, or you heard of a meditation class that you should be taking over and over again, these are cues and signs from the universe. They're trying to help you along. 
And if we can get into a great habit, a spiritual practice of doing it consistently, and it doesn't have to be every day, it has to fit to your schedule, you'll start to develop your psychic muscle, just like any other muscle in your life, you know, it takes time. Does everyone have a certain amount of spirit guides or is it different for every person? My experience has been that we have many, that we have one that sort of ushers us in and ushers us out. But for the most part, that the symbolic images of this energy, these energies can change based on your needs. So in your reading, we had talked about Archangel Michael and Archangel Michael comes in like a blue light for me, it's very powerful energy, but it always means the same thing symbolically. And that's protection. And right. we can have various forms of different energies that take on uh, recognizable imager, imagery for us so that it feels relatable. And so you'll find that your guides are probably somewhere in your frame of reference, in your wheelhouse, something that feels comfortable to you. And based off of that, if you interpret it as what does this mean for you? Why do you think they're around? You'll understand why they're showing up for you and what they can help you with. I've said this in podcasts before, but I, like one of my spirit guides is actually really sarcastic and funny. <laughs> and I don't even know how, like they can have personalities, but I always, a lot of times I, when I'm praying, I start off with that, you know, Hey, I'm here. Sorry to like, if you're not too busy and they're like, girl, like, what do you mean busy? Like there is no other person where, you know, like, what are you talking about? And it's kind of sort of funny, but that's perfect, so, Sabrina, that I, talk to, that's exactly how I speak to my guides. I don't want to have to speak to my guides. And I love that you're saying this in some, this is just my style. I am not, oh, guides, I am calling upon you to, you know, I'm like, dudes, what is up? You know, right. I'm very to the point. Show me what I need to know. Why are you here? Who the heck are you? Hey, I don't understand. Or sometimes I'll tell them, fine, you're in my face. Now you're just showing off. I get the point. Yeah. Yeah. Talk right. to them like you would talk to anybody else. Now, when it comes to your loved ones that are past, that mm -hmm. passed on, I'm still confused how it all works. So if everyone's energy, and then when you pass, you continue to be spirit energy. Do you believe in reincarnation? Yes. I so then when, many lives, but then if, okay, say my grandmother, who I was really close with, she's no longer with us. So she's spirit energy. But if she comes back to earth reincarnated, how am I able to still talk to her or so, how do I feel her? This is a great question. And this is just my own personal experience from doing this work. I'm sure there's many opinions on this subject because we'll really never know until we get there. However, I have been able to see like great-grandparent, where I feel that I am speaking with that soul on the other side. Have I been able to channel ancestral information for people that goes beyond that? Yes. Do I know, do I feel that I am speaking to those specific individuals that lived in those lives? No, I don't think so. I, I, I get to a certain point. So for me, their time is different there. And I do feel like souls go to the other side with work to do. And then at some point, some of those souls are asked to come back in or they're told to come back in to learn lessons and uh, finish up some contracts, whatever it is. So for me, it's sort of, it's been, it's been a time thing of how far back can we go ancestrally? And I don't normally go back past a great grandparent or a great aunt or something like that. So then I think they can come right back. They'll come back sometime after that. However, I do feel like there are souls that make quick returns 
uh, whether their life was cut short. I've seen that with children um, that just kind of come back into soul packs. So we all travel in soul packs. We, we, we engage with the same souls lifetime after lifetime, good, bad, and different fleeting moments, uh, years and years, lifetimes. We all come back to join each other. So I'm not quite sure how the time frame works, to be honest, but I do know that we live many lives and that at some point we get reacquainted with souls that we've known in each of these lifetimes. And we go through experiences together, playing different roles and different scenarios to help develop our souls. So then if my grandmother does reincarnate, then I, the ability, ability to still tap into her still exists? Well, it can. You can tap into her story and who can be providing that information might vary. My grandmother, I very rarely hear from. I, I had a vision of her kind of turning all white after she passed and she shot up and she showed me that she was ascending. And I don't know if she was, I had a, I was having, I think it was just getting pregnant. I think maybe I was just pregnant and I wondered if she was coming in to reincarnate, but I don't believe that. I, 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 in that moment, from my experience, I believe that she ascended. Maybe she wasn't making a return. And I very rarely hear uh, information from psychics from her. And when I do, my inner knowing knows that they are tapping into her story, but not her as the soul that she is. Got it. So do you still go to mediums and psychics? Well, I train, so I'm I'm constantly around them. I don't uh, receive a lot of readings formally because you don't usually, need it. Right? Yeah, no, no. I try not to. I mean, when you when you're part of like the psychic friends network, you know, you're sort of like my friends and I were all psychics, <laughs> so we're constantly. I was just texting with a friend of mine this morning, and we were. I was like, look you're going to get a tattoo today. I know you think you're going for your friend, but this is what's happening. And we were laughing about it. So yes, I mean, we're constantly channeling and you have to have some fun with it. Right. Well, and your personality is so fun too. I mean, I felt like as soon as you and I started talking, I felt like we've known each other for years, but I think it's that like Northeast mentality too. It could be soul pack as well. You never know. We'll have to dive into it. We could roam together before. That is actually true. I do believe that. I truly do believe there are some people that I've met both in a platonic sense and romantic sense, I felt this crazy knowing full well that I had met this person before. So that does exist. Absolutely. Even in fleeting moments, when you just look at somebody and maybe you just have this great conversation and whatever they uh, lend it over to you in that particular conversation was just so meaningful or poignant or perfect timing. You've heard of people in, um, you know, desperate situations where a stranger appeared and just sort of helped out at the right moment. There's so many serendipitous things in this world. And I think it's just miraculous. I I didn't talk to you about this in our reading, but I'm just curious to see what you think about this. So obviously it's a huge trend now of people who are going through trauma or addictions or breakups or whatever to do ayahuasca or psilocybin Mm -hmm. in more of a therapeutic setting. And in that, in that time, you hear a lot about people being like tapping in immediately to their spirit guides or angels. Have you had any experience with your students doing this or you doing this? Do you, do you believe that it's like a, a direct communication to that other side? From what I have heard and how I've processed it through others, because I myself have not done it. Yes. I, I think the, the way they describe things to me and the consistency in the stories of what's taken place, even though the experience can vary. I I definitely think they're having uh, 
a healing or knowing experience and awakening, I guess is the best word in some way, shape or form. It can be very dismantling too, uh, for some people in their lives. And, and I think that that could be great work to sort of take it down brick by brick. Uh, But some people go in and their whole building falls down at once. So I always tell people, if you feel called to do it, go right ahead, do it in an amazingly wonderful supervised experience with somebody who knows what they're doing and be prepared to have some things uh, unveiled in your life. I feel that way too. Sometimes when I'm meditating, there are times that I meditate and it's just surface. Mm -hmm. And then there are other times where it seems so deep that I'm getting downloaded. And I say downloaded because that's how it feels. Like I ask Mm -hmm. a question, I immediately get the answer in feeling or, you know, images, but it's more of a feeling. So is that how you feel constantly when you're tapping in? That's a claircognizance experience. And it's my favorite Claire, you know, the Claire audience, we want to hear, everybody thinks we're supposed to hear and see all the time. But I tell people, pay attention to that inner knowing. And the inner knowing is, it's, I, I think I describe it as this feeling in your solar plexus that you just know it's not a brick. You're not meeting it with resistance. There's just a flow within that guttural area. And I think that's the most powerful of the Claire. So if you're learning to do that and you're accepting the fact that this is information that you're getting from the other side, you'll see it displayed in validation. Once you accept it, the universe loves to show off and they'll show you things in your life that it's just uncanny to me how it comes back around and you're like, wow, that's exactly what I thought was going to be. This is how it happens. This is, this is what I saw. This is what I experienced. And again, I go back to it's miraculous and I'm so grateful for it, but I'm also grateful for the times that I got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, because I think we're still supposed to have that experience in some way, shape or form. For me, I'm, we talked about this too. I know you're Pisces, right? Yes. And I'm a Capricorn and it is all about control. I have to control everything. And it's almost a joke because I realize how letting go is when the miracles happen because the universe always has a better plan than I do. Surrendering is uh, one of the hardest things I think that people can do, but it's also one of the most amazing things that you can do for yourself. And this always takes me back to trust. You know, we're, we're talking about energies on the other side. We're talking about something that we're trying to understand as a human, right? right? As a spiritual being, but we're still having this sort of this human experience. And so to me, we have being here in this earthly space, we have access to the best of both worlds. And so understanding that and allowing yourself to just trust the experience that something is going on and that we have access to that without questioning it too much and surrendering over to it allows for you to expand not only your spiritual practice, but your thought process, your choices in life. You can free yourself from incredible amounts of stress shame, doubt, fear, these things will arise because we don't cure ourselves so much. Exactly. Because life (laughs) is life. Every damn day. (laughs) Every damn day. But life is life. And we get to say, oh, great. You know what? I see that this is going on and maybe, you know, my life is feeling really low at this moment, but I can access all of this around me, these energies, this information that I've learned and I am not alone. And I have this guidance. And giving yourself a break. You said this uh, when we talked last time that you, that people think when you're spiritually like, I hate the word woke, but when you have, 
done the work that you're not supposed to have bad days. You're oh, not no, supposed to. Of course not. Yes. No, you're like, what? Somebody actually said that to me the other day, an old friend of mine, because I was having a bad day. And they're like, with all the work you've, all these books. And it's like, what are you like? What are you talking about? But it, it's also hard to, and I have, I, I constantly am in search of all these answers, but I also know that the universe is all energy, but it's hard when you can't see it. It's hard when it's not tangible and you have to do, surrender to just knowing that that it, we are energy and thoughts. Mike Dooley, one of my favorite new thought teachers says, always thoughts become things. Oh, absolutely. We, I'm a spiritualist. I'm not a saint. I, I tell people that all the time. I have my moments. I can go from zero to 60 in, you know, a, a snap of a finger. It's just, you know, I, I have my days where I'm angry, sad, low. I think the difference between myself, I don't know, 20 years ago. And this person now is not only maturity and age, but that I've learned this connection that I have with not only spirit, but higher self and inner knowing allows me to process all of these emotions differently. Am I always brilliant at it? Absolutely not. Uh, but do I improve? Yes. And do I, I go through life without expectations any longer? And I think that that's one of the biggest changes that this work can do for us, instead of expectation, we can lean into hope. That's and right. it's just so much more vast. It leads for such less disappointment. I hope this works out. I'm going to follow my intuition. I'm going to trust what my guides are telling me. And if it didn't, I know that it wasn't supposed to. Right. 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 So it's just a different flow. You're just changing the percept the, your perception and perspective of all of these earthly emotions that we have to navigate. So can you tell also people about your book? I can. I have a book out called Medium Mentor and it it's is right behind you. It's right behind <laughs> me. There it is. There it is. 10 powerful techniques to awaken divine guidance in yourself and others. And I wrote this book because when I was starting out or even when I was younger, I I wanted to have it simplified. It all came off very wooey to me and it wasn't very relatable. And so my guides uh, called me to write this book and I wrote it. And I hope that when people read it, they feel that it's relatable and can help them connect and start their own spiritual practice in their own authentic way. Uh, thank you so much for spending the time with me today and giving us all of your good nuggets of information. For anyone who wants a book, again, it's Media Mentor. And I will put all of the information of how to get in touch with Marianne in the notes. Do you still do private readings? No, I had to close my wait list because it got a little crazy. It was up to like seven years or something like that. So, but I <laughs> am taking on uh, mentor students. I do one-on-one -on -one mentoring for students and it's all the information's on my website at mariandemarco.com. Yep. I'll put it in the notes. Thank you again. You're going to be back for sure. Um, thank I'm, you. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. <laughs>